0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. Hi there, this is Catherine Toon, and I am going to be talking today about how to hear from God. I recently uh, published a book on it that you can download for free because we all love free stuff, but I'm going to talk about, I'm going to unpack this for you today. This is crucial. You know, God created his kids because he's love and he, he didn't need to have kids, but he desired to have kids. And have intimate relationship with his his kids. Father, son, and holy spirit before the foundation of the world were other giving love and exploded in a race of children because of love. And because of that, he wants relationship. And what relationship can you have if you're kind of stumbling around in in the dark, not being able to, or feeling like you're not able to engage with God, right? In a, in a relaxed, ongoing, vibrant, happy, life-giving, illuminating, revelatory way. Uh, this is what makes your relationship with God come alive. It's not about the rules. It's about intimacy. And so um, I'm going to give you some practical helps because I, I see a lot of people, I coach a lot of people, and I hear it over and over again, uh, you know, I, I, I don't hear from God or I have trouble hearing from God or whatever. And, you know, it's amazing when we start to get some, uh, just some good teaching, some revelation and some impartation and activation Things come alive, and you know it's it's amazing. I've had the most shut down people be able to start to engage with God, and then grow in their ability to get engage with God, and then other people who are already gauging, engaging with the Lord. Um, it just takes off like steroids in Technicolor. And that's awesome. Isn't that how things are fun? Uh, So uh, I'm just going to open with a scripture. (laughs) Um, We're going to go to Ephesians 1.17. It's from the Passion Translation. I love this translation because it reflects such a passionate God who is love, who wants relationship. And this is Paul praying over the church at Ephesus, praying over you and me. I pray that the father of glory, the the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him through deepening intimacy with him. This is about deepening intimacy, right? It is your birthright because you're a son and daughter and you have a father who adores adores you and a father who adores you, a son whom you're one with as a bride and friend and Holy Spirit with intimate fellowship with that points to all of that and is in us that makes that possible. So, you know, love is a person. And love transforms us, but it doesn't just sort of pop out of the air. Love transforms us as we engage with him. And that's what hearing God, connecting with God is all about. Um, So the word of God says that as we see him, we are transformed. That's 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces, and with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another, and this glorious transfiguration comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So it was his, his idea. He started it. He gets to empower it. He gets to, uh, to enlarge it and finish it. So, uh, so, I'm here to help you with that, to help facilitate that. So let's talk about it. So we have five physical senses. This is how we engage with our world. We see here, we, we feel, we touch. What am I missing? Um, we taste, we smell. Okay. This is how literally we engage with our world on a physical level. And that's good. But we also have five spiritual senses. I believe actually we have more, but we'll talk about that. Um, We can see, hear, taste, smell, and feel in the spiritual dimension as well. You are a spiritual being, already one with God, seated in heavenly places. That means right now you can engage with spiritual things. Now, sometimes what happens is we get so stuck in the scene realm with what we're seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling in the physical realm that we we shut down uh, or we've never been and We've never had those spiritual senses awakened. So we live this flat life. What a yucky life. No wonder people are depressed because if that's all there is, It's pretty meaningless, but happily, that's not all there is. And there's incredible joy awaiting you as you uh, are activated in these things and just enlarged in these things. And we all are growing in our ability to connect in the spiritual realm. So let's unpack first these five uh, spiritual senses that parallel the natural senses. The first one is seeing. Uh, and a lot as human beings, a lot of our cerebral cortex uh, is is set aside and designated to see. That's why we tend to see as, as human beings better than, say, say, we tend to smell. we A lot of our cerebral cortex is uh, allotted to hearing. So we tend to hear and see better we, than we can smell and taste. So the seeing and hearing are going to be uh, proportionately a bigger thing in the spirit, but we can still uh, taste and smell. We have a good amount of our cerebral con- cortex that is designated towards a, a sensory touch. So we can also feel things in the spirit, but we're wired even more so for the seeing and hearing, which is why this is where a lot of times we will lead with. But if it but well I'll just stop there. And we'll talk more about it. So, uh, scripturally, if you go to Second Kings six seventeen, Elijah prayed that his servant's eyes would be opened so that he could see what was going on right now in the spiritual realm, which was sweepingly greater. Than what what was uh, going on in the natural realm, and I and I would say to you, the spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. But we need to develop ourselves and our ability to connect with it, so we can enjoy all of those things first the spirit, then the natural, we can, things flow from the inside out. We can enjoy all those things. Um, So I have a great story about this thing in the spirit. So uh, a lot of you are familiar with my son, Robert. Uh, Robert has, uh, was diagnosed with mild uh, autism spectrum disorder. And, um, and it's been a a real battle. Uh, Poor dude. And it's been rugged on us too. So uh, there have been times when it's been an issue. And one of these times, uh, my husband and I had, uh, gone off on a little mini moon. My, my, uh, my mom was watching the kids and Robert was getting into this habit of just leaving the house. He would climb the fence and off was Robert. And this was when he was about four or five. Okay. Uh, and so just little dude, um, and, uh, so, and he was quick. <laughs> and so my husband and I are hiking up a mountain, so we're not getting great self-service. We come down the mountain and we get this panic stricken, uh, message from my Robert's gone and I don't know where he is. And I've called the police. And of course I am like, he's four. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so I, am like, I'm praying in tongues. I'm shabba-dabba doing it, you know, whatever. And just because I, I need to connect with God. And in that process of connecting with God in my panic for my son, he dropped this vision in my consciousness. It was actually a video vision. And I saw, I saw this, I saw Robert, little Robert, uh, uh, running down this busy street down near our neighborhood, and he was wearing a green little striped uh, golf sh- shirt, underwear, no socks, no pants, <laughs> which is typical, and, but right beside him, there was this huge angel. And he was running and he was smiling. He was having such a good time with his Robert. Uh, and they, you know, and they were headed towards this busy street. And I saw this song, and I'm like, thank you. We got the angels going. And then I listened to the next voice, m- voice message that was left by my panic-stricken mother before I had a chance to uh, call her. And she said, crisis averted while I was calling the police Someone else uh, had picked up Robert at this right when he crossed this busy intersection, and was calling the police. uh, Said I have this little boy, uh, and would you please, you know, help? And so they intersected back. Robert got a ride home in the police car and was just saying he was looking for his dad. I don't know where mom was, but whatever. (laughs) Mom was panicking, but I, I, you know, got it together. Well, when I came home. After everybody had a chance to like recover, I asked my mom, I said, mom, what was Robert wearing when he escaped? She said he was wearing a green striped golf shirt, uh, no pants, uh, no socks, and, and was, um, you know, uh, and was running towards this busy intersection. So what God had done is he said, well, this is the natural Uh, things that's happening that everybody's panicking about. And then this is a spiritual overlay that I'm protecting this boy. I'm protecting my boy, right? So uh, that's a a great story about a visual connection with God when I really needed one, right? Let's talk about hearing. Uh, Hearing John 12, 28 through 30 is a fascinating passage where literally there was a voice of heaven that was more auditory, right? So he said, um, uh, so basically, father, glorify your name. Uh, This was Jesus speaking to his father and a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said that an angel has spoken to him. Um, And Jesus answered, this voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. So here's an example of a literal auditory voice. And it also is a a biblical example of people kind of not being able to actually hear it correctly because they thought it was thunder or they thought it was an angel Uh, but Jesus was able to perceive and hear the voice of his father. So we have, you know, sometimes it's not just our ability to, uh, pick stuff up. It's our ability to process what we're picking up. Um, you know, I've had some, um, uh, there's only a few times when I've had an audible, uh, voice. Um, I, one of those was when I was just uh, pregnant, I found out I was pregnant. I was looking at my little pregnancy strip. Woo-hoo! We knew it was a boy. We prayed for a boy. And literally in my left ear, the Lord said, this one will be a preacher. And it was audible. And I think I needed that because I needed some uh, some something pretty palpable in order to do battle with all the stuff that was going to be coming against my son. Sometimes God will do that for you uh, when, honestly, you need some extra stuffing in there, right? But usually hearing God um, is Holy Spirit in you. uh, And it's an inner voice. Sometimes it'll be scripture. Sometimes it won't. uh, And there's a way to discern, is this me, God, the devil? We're going to talk about that. Okay. But very common. Sometimes it'll just be a word uh, that's on the inside. Let's talk about tasting. So um, Psalm 119, says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. God can actually give you specific tastes in your mouth. This is less common, but it's a, uh, almost a confirmation of his, of, of his presence, of his sweetness. Uh, he leaves a really good taste in your mouth. And this could literally be you are detecting something with your taste buds. Um, smell is very much connected to taste. As I said, less common, less of our cerebral cortex is, uh, set aside for smelling and tasting, but the the word of God talks about the fragrance of Christ, right? It talks about our prayers being like incense and perfume, uh, to God. So there's a spiritual dimension of smelling some I've had people who have smelled horrible in having a demonic encounter, however you want to define that they've smelled things literally that are like burning flesh or toxic or rancid or something like that. So it's in, in, in both, uh, those ways that can happen. I I remember one time I was just engaging with the Lord, enjoying his presence. And I had this incredible intoxicating fragrance and, and I, I kept on looking around. Cause I thought, did I spray air freshener? Like this was no, like no air freshener I'd ever smelled. I like, couldn't figure it out. And then I was like, Oh, this is Jesus. And at that moment he appeared to me visually and smiling. Yes, it's me. And then he vanished. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but he didn't go, but it was just how he was engaging with my senses. And so this is one way, uh, that we can connect with him, uh, feeling and touching. So, uh, during a spiritual encounter, the prophet Isaiah was touched by a coal on the altar. Right. Um, so I, my personal favorite in scriptures is, is one with this being slain in the spirit. I love this so much. Uh, John, 18, four through six, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, who is it you want? This is right before going to the cross. Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, I am he, Jesus said. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. <laughs> Their bodies couldn't handle the power and the presence of of God uh, kind of transfigured as the I am was testifying to his I amness, right? I remember the first time you got. Um, This is referred to as slain in the spirit. I remember the first time this happened to me. Now I was brought up in this particular church at the time. They did not teach these things. This was not a thing that not a thing. And I remember there was this incredibly um, powerful, you could just feel Holy Spirit off of her. She was amazing. She was a missionary and she was ministering at the altar and I came up to the altar and I, I was raising my hands with her hands, just as I was feeling led. It was so powerful, and I kept on thinking, "Why are you pushing me back?" <laughs> and she just finally said to me, "Honey, it's okay. Just let it go." So all of a sudden, I just like collapsed. Uh, backwards in this ecstatic experience where waves of Holy Spirit and joy, ecstatic joy, almost electrical but not painful, was just reverberating throughout my body in this encounter And I never want, I was like, let me just, I don't want this to ever end. It was incredible, but I'd never heard of this before. Right. And um, so that's sometimes we feel God's presence a heaviness. That's a good heaviness. That's like, oh, I need that. It's so good. Um, uh, Feeling the heart of God. So, uh, so sometimes, you know, we kind of went through the five physical senses. We also have an ability to connect with God in the area of our emotional being. He's an emotional being. We're an emotional being, and you can literally feel his heart. Uh, and the word of God, it s- says that God was, Jesus said he only did what he saw the father doing. And then he said he would move with compassion and did something amazing. Right. And so it was, this, this heart, Uh, To with your heart, with his heart, sometimes you feel grieved. Why? Because you feel the grief of the father or something horrible is happening to his kids, right? Um, sometimes you just feel joy, right? Uh, because you have a joyful God. Uh, sometimes you feel this compassion and this drawing towards someone. Uh, and that is a lot of times in that context, it's like, yeah, I need, I need to minister to that person. I need to pray for that person. I need to just, just smile at them and tell them they're amazing and God loves them, whatever that is, right? So often with this modality, it's used in conjunction with maybe seeing and hearing. So you'll feel his heart and that God will say, pray for them or feel his heart and God will say, yes, they just lost their husband or whatever that is. And so all these, these uh, modalities aren't used in and of themselves. A lot of times they flow from one to the next, just like your natural senses do, right? Another really big one, God thinking through you. Okay, this is a really big one. So uh 1 Corinthians 2, 16 says that we have the mind of Christ. So that means you're getting God thoughts. Now there's some people that are predominantly wired as thinkers. You know, I'm, I'm kind of more prophetic. So I'm getting the pictures and the words, and it's like sham wow, and it's awesome. <laughs> My husband is a thinker and he's like, I'm not getting any of that, right? But God will download things in his thoughts, right? And so he just needs to settle down in his, what am I getting? So just be kind of be put in neutral. God, what do you want to think through me? And these thoughts will come. Now, um, every single thing that we get, you know, you're like, is this me? Is this God? Is this the devil? Well, we're going to talk about discerning where it's coming from. Okay. Um, What's a God thought? What's not a God thought? What's a you thought? right? Uh, and uh, But with our thinkers, if you're a thinker, that's, a, that's an exquisite gift, but it's one that needs to be practiced and honed. A lot of the thinkers say, I don't hear from God. Well, of course you do. <laughs> and so, um, so the thinkers, um, a lot of times will need to process uh, what they're getting in their thoughts. And as they process, they get their aha moment and the emotional like oh, will come. And so that's a matter of practice. There's knowing in your knower. I think there's an organ that we have called a knower. And in our knower, uh, you just know that, you know, you don't know why that, you know, I had someone uh, that was so shut down. She could get nothing from God. And I would just say, well, honey, what do you know in your knower? And she'd connect with her knower and like She would erupt with a transcendent, go from this unbelievable depression and oppression to this transcendent smile and joy because she knew what she knew. And that's what she needed to know. So that's another place. Obviously, uh, being led through scripture, rightly interpreted. Okay, Uh, sunans will be led through supernatural signs, uh, which should, in my opinion, be confirmatory. I think it's dangerous to be like, okay, so I saw a red truck. That means I need to marry this person. I can, you know. I think it's confirmatory. So uh, be careful. I don't recommend laying out fleeces. That's not a a relational uh, way of being. So, but signs are important. There've been uh, incredible signs the Lord has used to minister to my heart. I'm here. I love you. You're seeing all of that. Uh, How to know when you're hearing from God. Well, God will always bring peace like peace, peace, peace. Your mind may be going haywire, but peace, peace, peace. And the more you sit with it, and the more you go in that direction of whatever you think you're getting in whatever modality, there will be peace. It always brings his fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all of those things. If they're anti that, it's a carnal thing, or maybe even a devilish thing. I'm not trying to, whatever you think of the devil. Okay. But I'm just saying, that's not going to bring peace. It's not going to bring love and joy and peace. Also compared to you, what you're getting from God is going to be weightier, right? It's the more you sit with like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So sit with what you're getting, Um, you know, uh, have it, line it up with scripture from a context where God is lovely, the work is finished, you're adored, there's no condemnation, um, there's no fear, uh, that that God that you're one with God, there's no separation with God through that lens. Run through that, and the more that you get with it and sit with it, the more uh it will seem, uh, yes, this is God, yes. So, don't rush. My suggestion is relax and practice. If there's someone that you know that like really is carrying that fruit, like, man, they are, they radiate joy. They radiate love. They radiate maturity. They're not freaking out when everyone else is freaking out. Uh, Submit some of that stuff to them to get some help. What do you think of this? Okay. But ultimately it is you and God. It is an inside out God. God is in relationship with you. So, um, so you engage and you know, there's safety in a multitude of, uh, of counselors and that kind of thing, but you retreat to So if it goes, if they're saying one thing, but you're like in your, like, this is God, go with what you are getting, right? The sons of God are led by the spirit of God. Um, all of this requires practice. Relax. God is masterful at leading you and helping you engage. And the more you practice, the more you will get. Another thing I want to say, it's okay to miss it. I have missed it, sometimes really, and, and sometimes I still miss it. And you know what? I'm still adored. I'm not a false prophet. <laughs> I'm, I am beloved by my father, and I see and hear really well, but I'm not perfect. And that's okay. And that's okay for you too. So it's okay to miss it. Right. Um, so I'm just going to pray really quick and then I'm going to, uh, uh, just close us out. So father, I just thank you that you adore your son and your daughter, that you long for connection. You long for them, uh, to have their eyes open. And Father, I just speak an opening of eyes, an opening of ears, an opening of physical senses so that they can be awakened and connect with you in their oneness with you, With you, that you are leading them exactly where they need to go. You are taking them, you are leading them, you're maturing them, you're healing them, you're delivering them, you're granting them favor, you're granting them peace. All of those things are a big yes. Yes. And most of all, relationship with you. You are upholding all things, and you adore and long for deeper intimacy with the one you loved and gave yourself up for. So, Father, I just release that empowerment, that impartation. I thank you, Father, for that growing and becoming rooted and grounded in love in every single dimension of their lives. And I thank you, Father, for the gorgeous fruit that will come about as a result of that. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I am attaching uh, a link where you can download the, uh, how to hear from God book for free, the complete one, uh, for free. If you want the sexy hard copy, uh, that's available on Amazon. It's just a couple bucks. Uh, so however you want that, uh, share this with someone who needs to be encouraged and helped and grow. It's going to be good. I just, am so excited. And I want to hear your testimonies about how, uh, how this is developing and evolving for you. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.